For over 50 years, people have relied on Village Green Apothecary to give them individualized nutrition, pharmacy, and healthy living products. Village Green provides you with the kind of personalized help and attention that mass market pharmacies have long ago forgotten. You can depend on us for knowledge, experience, product selection, customer service, and a smile. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or call us at 301-530-0800 or go to our website at myvillagegreen.com. We're here to help you. Welcome, listeners, to the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. We're brought to you by the Village Green Apothecary at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm Dana Lake, and I'm your host for the hour, trying to bring you a wide variety of information all about you and your health. Now, the show is streamed through myvillagegreen.com. That's myvillagegreen.com. And this is a reminder that Village Green is your resource for questions about your health via the website and the store on Cedar Lane. They carry superior supplements from many manufacturers, including their own Pathway products. Another reminder to contact IQU Health. That's IQYOUHealth.com. And Village Green has this as a resource for evaluation of your own unique biochemistry via the laboratory findings, genomics, and your lifestyle habits and exposures. The term they use is epibiogenetics, and the information shared uh, with you can also be shared with your healthcare providers. IQUHealth.com. Now, we're here every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., so tune in next week for more information on healthy living. Now, our guest today is Todd White, founder of Dry Farm Wines, and our subject is about the wine industry and organic wine. Todd has a lot to share with us. He has been a serial entrepreneur and creator since he was age 17. And today, after 15 years in the wine business, his life is dedicated to educating and helping people make better choices about food, nutrition, and how they think about consuming alcohol. He is the founder of Dry Farm Wines. He's a writer, speaker, and a leading authority on healthy, organic, natural wines and the importance of microdosing alcohol for health, longevity, and vitality. Welcome to the show, Todd. Thanks, Dane. I'm happy to be here. We have a lot to talk about, and especially the dirty, dark secrets of the wine industry. Well, I'm, I am delighted that we're covering this information, and I think we have a lot of new information for our listeners. So let's get started. Uh, start talking about the uh, types of wines, what Dry Farm Wines is all about. So what Dry Farm Wines does is we curate only 100% natural wines from around the world. No domestic wines or no wines grown in the United States or manufactured in the United States that meet our strict standards of purity and health. So we work with very small organic or biodynamic farms, primarily in Europe, and we have four growers in South Africa. And so they're only about one-tenth of 1% 1 of wine growers in the world are what's known as natural wines. And that's a very confusing term to consumers because most people believe when I say natural wine, they're like, well, aren't all wines natural? Well, in fact, they're not. And here's why. 
In the United States, there are 76 additives approved by the FDA for the use in winemaking, 76. Of those, four of them are very toxic. The balance of them range in from okay natural to not so okay, and then four of them are highly toxic. These are additives that your listeners don't know about that the FDA has approved, and the reason your listeners don't know about it is because the wine industry has spent tens of millions of dollars in lobby money in Washington, D.C., to keep contents labeling off of wine bottles. So yes. wine is the only major food product without a contents label or nutritional information. You know, I've I've been aware of that, and the joke was that if they had to list all the additives, there would need to be a scroll that you would pull off the label in order to read them all. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you know, for those of us who care about our health, we're picking up anything that's in a package, right? I eat primarily unpackaged whole foods, but anything that comes in a package, you know, we're looking at to see what's in it and what the nutritional advice is. So how much sugar does it contain? What kind of chemicals or preservatives are in it? If a wine bottle had a contents label on it, it would look exactly like highly processed food. It'd be rectangular, be kind of large, right? Because you have minimum typeface size for contents labeling. With all of these chemical names and all of these additives that you have no idea what they are, and as I said, some of them are quite harmless, but many of them are not. And so here's our whole problem with the wine industry, and here's our whole problem with how to choose what to drink. There's no transparency. So the wine industry claims, you know, along with the FDA, that these additives are safe. Well, you know, we don't know whether they are or not. We know four of them are highly toxic. But so what we do know is that I don't have the choice to know or to decide whether I want to drink these additives or not, right? And so that's the problem. If you know, what we do and what for hundreds of thousands of people who drink our wines, what we do is we curate a lab tested. So we do independent, we use a certified independent analogist to do lab testing on our wines. We know the farming protocols. We understand the winemaking protocols. And then we verify that with independent lab tests before we sell a wine. Every single wine is independently lab tested. So we care. We're fanatics about our health and we're fanatics about what we put in our body. Right. I have all kinds of crazy health hacks. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, I mean, I only eat once per day. I've been ketogenic for five years. Um, You know, I'm like just a biohacker. I care about what I put in my body. And so our customers know that we're fanatics, know that we care, and they trust us to procure and curate these wines that meet these health standards. Well, that's excellent. And this is certainly a new subject for us. I don't recall that we've ever spoken in depth about the wines that are available to people and a lack of understanding, lack of transparency. So I am so glad to have you address this. Uh, Talk more about what the standards you, what are the standards you have for dry farm wines? Well, so all of our wines are naturally grown and naturally fermented. And what that means is that they're either organically or biodynamically farmed. In our case, they're also not irrigated, and we don't have time to go down the wormhole about why irrigation matters. The irrigation is bad for the planet, it's bad for the vine, and it's bad for the health qualities of the fruit, the polyphenols and antioxidants that are inherent in, uh, in wine. And so those are reduced, and then 
for obvious reasons is bad for the planet and also makes an unhealthy plant. So irrigation is, is an intervention into nature's logic. So biodynamically or organically farmed, irrigation-free. And then the next step is a really critical one. These wines are fermented with wild native yeast that are indigenous to the vineyard where the grape is grown. So every grape, every wine grape in the world has native yeast on the skin at the time of harvest. But what commercial wine or conventional winemakers do is that they use sulfur dioxide to kill that native yeast, and then they inoculate it with a genetically modified lab-cultured and lab-grown yeast. Now, the reason they do that is because these lab-grown yeast are much more sturdy than the native wild yeast. They're easier to work with, and you can make wines in larger quantities. You can't make large quantities of wine using these native yeasts because they're simply too unstable, right? They're, they're just very temperamental, and they require a lot of coddling. So those are the fundamentals of a natural wine, and, and, and almost no a such small percentage, because you, again, because you can't make wine in very high volumes, fermenting with this wild yeast, uh, it's, just, it's just virtually unused throughout the world, except for these kind of activist farmers, right, who want to make this kind of living, whole, natural product. There's no money in making it, which is another reason why it's not widely made. Uh, when we come back on the next segment, what I, what I want to talk about is the size of the wine industry, right, and what's happened in the wine industry, which is the same thing that's happened in our food supply, right? So there's just a handful of giant corporate consolidators through money and greed who rolled up and consolidated the wine industry into just a handful of very, very large marketing conglomerates, Right. So when we come back on, I want to talk more about that and about how what's happened and how that reflects and what's happened in the poison in our food supply. We will. First of all, tell us how long Dry Farm Wines has been around. Well, we started in late 2015. I had made wine and dabbled in the wine industry and had been a wine aficionado my entire life. I've been actually drinking wine since I was nine. And so, you know, I had a lifelong love affair with wine, and I live in the Napa Valley, which is the most important wine appellation in North America. And, I, you know, but I didn't have any idea, as, as most people in the wine industry really don't have any idea what's going on in wine, right? Now, obviously, the people making it know what's going on. You have these huge trade shows, right? They're in California because California is the largest wine-producing state in the United States. You have these huge wine shows. Right? And you go in these shows, and they're just like these rows of, you know, vendors. You know, they got booths like any other kind of conference or show, and they got all these vendors selling all these additives, right, from color agents. Uh, the most popular one is called Mega Purple. Have you ever seen people get purple teeth from drinking red wine, like purple lips? Yes. Of Most course. of that comes from a color agent, right? Natural wines don't do that. Natural grape color doesn't stain your teeth in that way. Right. And so that staining is coming from an additive that makes wine darker. Now, the reason that the reason that winemakers make wines darker is because Americans have this myth. They believe that the darker a red wine is, the higher quality it is. Of course, there's absolutely no truth to that statement, but that is a widely held belief. And so what do winemakers do? They put colorations in the wine to make it darker. Right? And so people will perceive it's better. 
That is fascinating. I did not know that, and that's a a wonderful pearl. You're sharing a lot of good information with us. And listeners, if you've just tuned in, you're with the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. We're brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. I'm Dana Lake, your host for the hour. Stay with us. We'll be right back after this brief break. Mega Food Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm-fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended. Mega Food believes Mother Nature knows best. They select only fresh whole food, harvested at the peak of ripeness, handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle. Mega Food, from farm to tablet. Our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com. When it comes to taking a multivitamin, it's one and done with the Pure Encapsulations One Multivitamin. This convenient formula provides vitamins, minerals, and other essential nutrients in a comprehensive vegetarian multivitamin for both men and women in a once-daily dose. It includes the universally metabolized form of folate and an antioxidant complex with sustained-release CoQ10 to enhance immunity and support energy metabolism. The One Multivitamin can be found at Village Green Apothecary and on Line at myvillagegreen.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. All over the world, people are beginning to discover fish oil is one of the best secrets for unlocking great health. Thousands of studies have shown the amazing effects of these powerful omega-3s for heart health. Plus, fish oils have even been shown to balance moods and lessen anxiety. With exceptional taste, unrivaled freshness, and unsurpassed purity, Nordic Naturals is the easy way to get your omega-3s every day. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit NordicNaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet, committed to pure and great-tasting omega oils. The brain requires nutrition just like the rest of the body. And this is where Gero Formula's Neuro Optimizer comes to the rescue. Neuro Optimizer is a concentrated source of nutrients needed for memory, mood, concentration, and focus. Neuro Optimizer supplies the building blocks for neurotransmitters, the chemicals that allow cells in the brain to communicate and to file away memories. Neuro Optimizer is the nutritional answer to the brain's needs. To learn more about formulas, visit Gero.com. Gero Formulas, available at Village Green. Apothecary. Did you know at Village Green Apothecary, we offer everyday savings on top quality nutritional supplements, including herbs and homeopathic remedies, plus personal care products and more. That's right. In addition to our big sales events, you can save up to 20% on most everything you need for a healthier lifestyle. Today and every day at Village Green, we care about our customers. We've been providing the best nutrition and healthy living products for over 50 years. Stop by Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5450. 15 West Cedar Lane, or visit our website at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, listeners, to the second segment of The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. I'm Dana Lake. I'm your host for the hour, and we're having a fascinating discussion with our guest, who is Todd White. He's a founder of Dry Farm Wines, and our subject is about the wine industry and organic wine. We are learning a lot about the wine industry, and you have more to tell us, don't you, Todd? Yeah, so, what, you know, in the last segment, we talked about sort of what a natural wine is, why it's important to ferment with wild native yeast, and what's happening in the wine industry. I want to focus on, you know, this problem 
that plagues the, all of our food and beverage supply. And so what's happened in our food supply You've got half a dozen giant corporate conglomerates that control most of everything that we eat, right, if we're eating commercially and not locally. So, you know, you've got these major, major agricultural producers and wine and and food processors, right, and so who control the bulk of almost everything that we consume. The same thing has happened in the wine industry and, like, the food industry. It's been pretty quiet, so here are a couple of statistics, and everything I've shared with your listeners, like the 76 additives approved by the FDA, the, uh, the, the, the consolidation in the industry, all of these facts are easily verifiable. If you want to see the additives, you just type in FDA additives to wine in your Google search, and they'll come right up, right? Although they've been kept a, a, a closely held secret by the wine industry with help from Washington, D.C. to help them keep that secret. But what's happened in the wine industry has been this massive corporate consolidation. And like most things that have to do with corporate America, it's about money and greed. So they don't want to make wine healthier. They want to make wine cheaper and more profitable. And that's an important concept to understand. So when you go in the grocery store and you see that big row of six, six shelves deep and an aisle long of all this wine, 52% 52% of the wines made in the United States are made by just three giant corporate conglomerates, just three. And the top 30 companies in the United States make over 70% of U.S. wines. So when you walk in the grocery store and you see all those wines, you, those are all made by just a handful of people. Most of them are, right? And so now why don't you know that? Because these marketing conglomerates, these huge wine marketing and manufacturing conglomerates, right, they hide behind thousands of brands and labels to confuse you, to have you believe that you're drinking from a farmhouse or a chateau. So when you see a magazine ad, you know, you see a picture of a nice farmhouse and people, you know, standing around a wine barrel and romanticizing a story. Well, that's not real, right? What's real is that what you're drinking from in most cases, are these massive wine factories located in Central California. They're multiple football fields big, right, where they just manufacture cheaper, more profitable, and unhealthy wines. All that stuff you see in the store, that's all made by just a handful of people, right? And And then they put it in different packages and different brands and different stories and so on and so forth. The other thing that they can do, and that they do quite often, Let's take Robert Mondavi Winery as an example. Robert Mondavi Winery was started by Robert Mondavi uh, back in the 1960s, right? And he opened the first real kind of tasting room as entertainment on Highway 29 in Napa Valley. And he was a pioneer who made old world, primarily kind of old style natural wines, right? So this this is a long time ago. He made, he had this family tradition, and the brand is well-known. I'm sure you've heard of Robert Mondavi Wines. They're all over, right? So about 12 years ago, they get purchased for $1.2 billion by the second largest wine company in the world, who's based out of New York. What happens next is that they take this small family, it wasn't small, but they take this family kind of wine, right, this family brand, and then they buy it. And with their distribution channels, what happens next is then they start manufacturing millions of cases, right? Not of this sort of 
storied family wine, but now millions of cases of wine made in factories in central California. And then they put these labels on them that are Mandavi this and Mandavi that. And they go from like 10 SKUs to like 100 SKUs, right? SKUs are like a packaging. It's like a, you know, they go from, they go from marketing, you know, 20 wines to 100. Wow. Right? And they pump them out in massive quantities while putting this family name on it. And then when you open up Food and Wine magazine, you see you see an ad there for Robert Mondavi Winery, and in the background is this storied tasting room that's built that was designed by Cliff May, who was a famous mission-style architect in California. And there's a there's a beautiful woman standing in the vineyards, you know, in front of this storied and beautiful winery, and so on and so forth. But that's not what you're drinking. What you're drinking is from some factory, right? And so that's how it's done. And this is, this is the story that, that has become modern wine, right? And it's, and it's just not healthy, right? And so people drink wine as an alternative choice to other alcohol beverages because they believe it's healthy because wine's known to be healthy. It contains polyphenols and antioxidants and flavonoids and, you know, the most famous one in red wine being resveratrol, right, which is shown in organisms to extend lifespan. And so there's no proof of that in humans, by the way, but it is, you know, has been shown in, in living organisms to increase lifespan. So this is, this is sort of the story of what has become wine. So, you know, how we started this is I was ketogenic and, like, was super dialed into my health. And I got where I couldn't drink these conventional wines anymore. They're making me sick. Part of that might have been aging. Part of I'm not sure, but at first I thought it was the alcohol. And when we come back on the next segment, I'll – want to talk more about alcohol and how dangerous alcohol is. And it's very surprising to most people from the wine guy to hear him say that, look, alcohol is a very dangerous neurotoxin and a destructive drug, which is the reason we need to be very careful with alcohol, why we should be drinking lower alcohol wines. And we only sell low alcohol wines because, and you can find them, they're hard to find in retail, very hard to find. But <clears throat> But they're out there. If you go to, you know, a specialty wine shop, you might find some lower alcohol wines. But we created a business around drinking healthier and thinking about healthier drinking, right? Alcohol has risen in commercial wines over the last 30 years significantly. Uh, 30, 40 years ago, wines used to be 12% in, in the U.S., in California. Now they're topping 15%, right? And the wine industry loves alcohol for a whole bunch of reasons. Uh, one, the uh, alcohol is addictive, right? Alcohol is also what I call a domino drug, right? So that means a domino drug is such that the more alcohol you drink, the more likely you are to drink more. You get drawn into it. And so this is the reason it's really important to think about our dosage level, not to get you know too clinical, because we're going to talk about in a, in a bit, we're going to talk about the joyous wonders of wine and, uh, you know, and, what, and why wine is a very positive thing throughout 9,000 years of art, religion, culture, politics, all over the world, right? It's a very powerful and a very loving and spiritual thing. But what's happening today is not so loving and not so spiritual. And these high alcohol doses are not so loving and they're not so spiritual. So, we need to talk about it all. We got to get the good, bad, and ugly out there. <laughs> well, that we are covering that. We're definitely covering it. 
And it's interesting to hear you talk about the polyphenols, antioxidants, resveratrol. Uh, That has been touted as individuals' excuses for consuming wine. Uh, Do you want to elaborate on that point? Yeah, I'd love to, because here's this is another red herring. This is a this is a this is a BS leader by the wine industry. So, you know what what the wine industry has done is picked up on resveratrol as this compound that was shown in yeast and worms and on some studies with mice to have life extension properties. Well, the problem with all those studies are, first of all, nothing's been proven that resveratrol will extend lifespan in humans. But in the mice studies, which are the most commonly referenced studies, in the mice studies, you would have to consume a swimming pool full of red wine a week in order to get the kind of doses of resveratrol that these mice were given, right? And so this is a bit of a red herring and another misleading kind of marketing. We don't market resveratrol as a, we don't know what resveratrol does. Nobody knows what resveratrol does in humans. We just, there's just no evidence. There's no studies to, to, um, to prove that resveratrol is, is good or bad. We don't think it's bad, but there's no studies to show that, that, uh, that drinking wine is going to result in enough resveratrol to have life extension. Now, you can supplement with resveratrol. It's thought to be safe. Uh, my, the, the, the scientist that I follow the most closely studying longevity is Dr. David Sinclair, And so David Sinclair actually supplements with resveratrol daily and freely admits that, you know, you know, we don't know whether this is going to actually work. There's sufficient evidence to believe that it might, but we also don't believe there's anything harmful about it. But you're not going to get enough resveratrol from drinking red wine to make a material difference. That we know for sure. But, you know, the wine industry latched onto that story because it helped them sell more wine. Well, and I I think that's exactly what has happened. I did see one study that questioned the safety for the kidneys. But then again, you're looking at animal studies and the intake that may be so far beyond what an individual would take in. So it's you it's important to look at how a study's done, what the doses are look like and how that might translate to humans or not. And we're going to keep this conversation going. For those of you who have just tuned in with us, you're with the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. I'm Dana Lake, your host for the hour, and we're brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. Stay with us. We'll be back after this break with more interesting information from Todd White, and we're talking about dry farm wines, the wine industry, and a lot more information is ahead. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Solgar Number no. 7 can help you feel the difference. Solgar Number no. 7 actually shows improvement in joint comfort within seven days. Now you can start to get back on track fast and pursue the activities you love. Solgar Number no. 7 is a breakthrough in joint care with no glucosamine and no chondroitin. The advanced bioactives in Solgar Number no. 7 help to increase flexibility, mobility, and range of motion within seven days. One capsule once a day is all you need. When stiff joints occasionally say no, Solgar Number no. 7 says yes. Solgar Number no. 7. Available at Village Green Apothecary. 
New from Garden of Life, Kind Organics Whole Food Multivitamins. They are the only USDA certified organic, non-GMO verified whole food multivitamins available. They're gluten-free, certified vegan, and feature a patent-pending clean tablet technology. Kind Organics is super clean, untreated, unadulterated, and real whole food. Kind Organics Multivitamins from Garden of Life. Be kind to your body and the earth. Kind Organics, now available at Village Green Apothecary and online at myvillagegreen.com. Do you have unique needs that a mass market pharmacy can't meet? Village Green Apothecary can help. Maybe your doctor prescribed a special compounded formula or you have concerns about allergies or dietary supplements. Our expert team includes pharmacists, nutritionists, clinical herbalists, and naturopaths who can offer you advice on nutritional products and personalized healthy living plans. We also offer specialized lab and micronutrient testing to our customers. Visit Village Green in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane. Call us at 301-530-0800 or go to our website at myvillagegreen.com. Staying mentally sharp means nourishing the mind as well as the body. That's why there's new Cognosure from Metagenics. Research shows that the active natural ingredient in Cognosure supports multiple mechanisms necessary for maintaining healthy cognition and a healthy brain as it ages. Cognosure is also easy to take in delicious, chewable chocolate tablets. Have a clear and bright future by maintaining mental capacity with healthy habits and Cognosure. Remember Cognosure for healthy brain aging support. Available through your healthcare professional and Village Green Apothecary. Have you ever wondered why the cold and flu season occurs in the fall and winter months? One theory is because of a decrease in sun exposure, our bodies don't make enough vitamin D, which is essential to proper immune function. That's why medical experts recommend supplementing with vitamin D. Thorne Research's vitamin D products are made from pure vitamin D with no preservatives or unnecessary ingredients added. Support your immune system with Thorne's vitamin D1000 and D5000. These and other immune-supporting formulas are always available at Village Green. Welcome back, listeners, to the third segment of The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary at 5415 West Cedar Lane in Bethesda, Maryland. I'm Dana Lake, and I'm your host for the hour, trying to bring you a lot of good information all about you and your health. This is also a reminder that Village Green is your resource for questions about your health and also a reminder that they carry superior supplements from many manufacturers, including their own Pathway products. We are here every Sunday morning. Tune in next week. I'll be with you again, and we will be talking about healthy living. Now, our guest today is Todd White. He's founder of Dry Farm Wines. Our subject is about the wine industry and organic wine, the benefits of of wine, the problems with alcohol. We're going to keep covering it. Uh, Todd, let's keep our conversation going forward. I wanted to pick back up, Dana, just a second on, because you, you mentioned something interesting in the last segment when we were talking about resveratrol, which is largely a red herring from the wine industry to sell more wine. We talked about, um, we talked about resveratrol and whether or not potentially it was damaging to the kidneys that you'd seen a study showing in mice that there may be, there may be some kidney um, concerns. And so one thing I do quarterly um, is is a, a pretty comprehensive, you don't have to do it quarterly, you know, but I, I would say a couple times a year, I do it quarterly because I'm constantly experimenting with different biohacks and supplements and this, that, and the other. I, you know, I get a quarterly blood panel, and two of the things I'm looking there are 
functionality for my kidneys and function of my liver, right? And so if you are taking supplements, particularly large doses of supplements, as many people do now, uh, and we don't really have any evidence on any of these supplements because we can't do human control group studies, right? It just unless we were to do it with prisoner populations, and that is unethical and also illegal. But so, so we, unless we were to do a prisoner, you know, where we can isolate people and, and, and force them into behaviors, we can't do control group studies of nutrition. So there's a tremendous amount of unknown about supplementations, including resveratrol. But if you are supplementing, I think it's wise to get at least a twice a year look at your blood panel to include uh, liver and kidney function. And so you, that, that can be measured. And that's just a safe way to sort of think about that. And you that's, know what I mean? that's a, a good idea. Um, in defense of supplements, the body regulates nutrients, including cholesterol and sodium. And when you need more, you absorb and retain more. When you need less, you absorb and retain less. This is why toxicity is so low among supplements. It's um, zero to 10 deaths per year. And those deaths, oh, yeah, of course. sadly, of course. are uh, when a child gets mom's iron pills that look like little M&Ms. Sure. And my answer to that is to make those pills bitter. And that would be the end of little ones trying to swallow it. Uh, The other issue I deal with clinically as a clinical nutritionist is we look at gene variants. And there are are some gene variants that mean high-fat diet is good for you, others that a low-fat diet is good for you. It's very individualized. And when we we look, you mentioned functionality, and I love that term with regard to nutrition because I use uh, functional tests, which means I'm looking at the metabolites that result from enzyme functions inside the cells. So I'm working, you know, people don't come in and say I'm healthy, tell me how I am. Uh, The the people I see are not healthy, so it's a particular population, and they're looking for answers. So I am so glad to hear that you keep up with checking, uh, checking the liver and kidneys. And I will say that some of the plant substances and herbs can be problematic for some people. And again, everyone's right. an individual. And what you're doing is making sure that you're not doing harm, that, you know, your, your kidneys and your liver are functioning well. So that's excellent. So let's keep uh, talking. Also, you wanted to mention irrigation, and I'm very curious about this. Well, here's, here's the problem with irrigation. So, you know, we talked about early on in, in the first segment, we talked about what a natural wine is, which is additive-free, fermented with wild native yeast, uh, and also irrigation-free. So irrigation is the first intervention into nature's logic, and so we believe that nature has this all figured out, right? That a couple billion years have been a sufficient amount of time to kind of program nature into its logic. Grapevines have been growing in all over the world in some of the harshest climates in the world uh, without irrigation up until about 40 years ago, right? So up until about 40 years ago, all grapevines in California were also irrigation-free, Right. And so and, and 
as a result, wines were also lower in alcohol. We'll talk about why irrigation creates a higher alcohol wine in just a moment. But so irrigation is bad for the planet. In California, we've been in a drought, you know, we've been in drought for, for a decade, right? The conditions here, drought conditions here are pretty harsh all over California. 99.9% of California vineyards are irrigated. Now, California farmers, as well as UC Davis, which is the most important enology school in North America, and it's located about 45 minutes from where I live, even the professors at, at UC Davis will tell you that you can't grow grapes in California. It's too hot without the use of irrigation. That's simply not true. There are dry-farmed vineyards in California today, not many, but a handful uh, also, grapes grow without irrigation all over the planet in some of the most harsh and dry and hot places in the world. Sicily and Italy is a great example where we have wine growers there who produce wines without irrigation. Sicily's quite rocky, very dry, super hot, right? And so it's an island. And so this, this is a myth that's widely held, and even people all over the wine industry will tell you that you can't grow grapes in California without irrigation. That's simply not true. Now, what is true is that you can't grow grapes as easily or as profitably without irrigation, which is why California vineyards are irrigated. It's easier to farm irrigated fruit, and it's also more profitable. Now, why is it more profitable? There are two reasons for that. The farming costs are – well, there are three reasons. The farming costs are lower, right, so you have to do less work. Number two uh, – Grapes are sold by the ton. When you, when you irrigate a grapevine, the, the berry contains more water. Water is heavy, right? And so the bigger the berry, the more water it contains, the heavier the fruit weighs. And since fruit is sold by the ton, it's more profitable to irrigate a, a grape berry. And number three, the yield of the cluster is bigger. Right? You put a bunch of nitrogen, so irrigated grapevines are also being fed fertilizer, growth stimulants. Right? So you feed a grapevine nitrogen, which is like, you know, superpower to the grape. You're feeding it direct nitrogen as opposed to the nitrogen it would extract from the soil. Right? So you're feeding it nitrogen, you're irrigating it. It grows like crazy, so it has a bigger cluster with bigger berries filled with water that weighs more. Now, the problem with that, and I'm going to get into it. I told you earlier we go down a big wormhole on irrigation alone. But the problem with that is that it also dilutes, for two reasons, it dilutes the antioxidant value of the, of the fruit, right? That's the polyphenols, the flavonoids, and antiflavonoids that are inherent to both red and white wine. White wine contains just over 200 of these polyphenols. Red wine contains over 800, and we'll talk about why red wine has more health benefit and more polyphenols than white wine in a moment. But so in this irrigation process, you're diluting. The irrigation dilutes the antioxidant value of the fruit for two reasons. First of all, the root cluster of an irrigated grapevine is about two or three feet in diameter and about three feet deep. That's the whole root structure because it gets all of its water and nutrient from a small tube just above the trunk. An unirrigated grapevine at maturity can have a root structure that can span 40 or 50 feet deep, 
Now, the reason for that is that these tiny hair-like capillaries are searching desperately this struggle to find nutrients and water in the soil for the plant to produce the superior fruit, right? So, I mean, you might know the grapevine doesn't care a thing about making wine. What the grapevine's job is is to make the very best fruit possible so that the bird will choose their fruit to propagate their seed, right? So that's their role in nature. Well, this struggle to find nutrient and breaking apart tiny pieces of mineral and soil looking for just this faint amount of moisture. And also, it picks up a lot more mineral content in that process, making the berry higher in these polyphenols. And when, since the berry is not filled with water, it doesn't dilute this antioxidant value. So this is the reason. This, now, coming back, to, uh, coming back to alcohol and why wines are higher in alcohol that are irrigated, is this a very simple reason. When you, when you ferment wine, this is how wine is made. Grape juice, which is full of sugar, and we can talk about why our wines are sugar-free. It's the most common question we get because we do lab testing on all of our wines. Our wines are sugar-free. The most common question we get is how are wines sugar-free, and we'll come back to that in a moment. But so on, in the fermentation process, yeast – comes in contact with the grape juice, which is teeming with sugar. The yeast, the yeast eats the sugar, and the byproduct of that is carbon dioxide and ethyl alcohol. That's how wine is made. The more sugar that is contained in the fruit at the time of picking, the higher the sugar, the higher the corresponding alcohol will be because there's more sugar for the yeast to eat, right? And so the higher the sugar at the time of picking corresponds to a higher alcohol at the end of fermentation. The lower the sugar at the time of picking, the lower the alcohol to end the fermentation. Now, why? how does irrigation play into that? Here's why. When you irrigate a grapevine and the grape berry is filled with sugar, right, it's filled. So, I'm sorry, when the grape berry is filled with water in an irrigated grapevine, you have to have the sugar level higher. The root the fruit has to get riper in order to develop proper flavor because it's diluted with water. And so, again, the higher the sugar, the higher the outcome and the corresponding alcohol will be at the end of fermentation. Let me touch base on the polyphenols we mentioned earlier. Let's do this in the, in the last segment because this is too no. important to just uh, briefly talk about. I, I want our listeners to hear the rest of what you have to say because it is important. And listeners, if you've just tuned in, you're with the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM, brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. I'm Dana Lake. I'm your host for the hour. And we will be right back after this break with more interesting information from Todd White. MegaFood Premium Whole Food Supplements are the only supplements crafted from scratch with farm-fresh whole foods to deliver nourishment the way nature intended. MegaFood believes Mother Nature knows best. They select only fresh whole food, harvested at the peak of ripeness, handle it gently and with care to deliver its vital essence to you in every bottle. MegaFood, from farm to tablet, our name is our promise. For more information, visit us online at megafood.com. Are you under a lot of stress these days? Pressure from your job, personal life, politics, it can all take a serious toll on your health. 
but we can help. Village Green Apothecary can help you achieve a healthier lifestyle with our wide range of nutritional supplements, health-related books, and more. We've been providing customized nutrition and healthy living resources for over 50 years, and we'll take the time to advise you about your unique needs. Stop by Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane, or visit our website at myvillagegreen.com. All over the world, people are beginning to discover fish oil is one of the best secrets for unlocking great health. Thousands of studies have shown the amazing effects of these powerful omega-3s for heart health. Plus, fish oils have even been shown to balance moods and lessen anxiety. With exceptional taste, unrivaled freshness, and unsurpassed purity, Nordic Naturals is the easy way to get your omega-3s every day. To learn more, visit Village Green Apothecary or visit NordicNaturals.com. Nordic Naturals, committed to the planet committed to pure and great tasting omega oils did you get enough lutein today to support eye health most americans consume only two milligrams per day yet populations with good eye health often consume six to twenty milligrams to protect the macula of the eye against oxidative stress and aging vision optimizer from gero formula supplies lutein zeaxanthin and 13 other vitamins phytonutrients and herbs that support eye health and function reduce eye fatigue and promote eye comfort for more information visit gero.com gero formulas available at Village Green Apothecary. I'm Mark Isaacson, owner of Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda, the most unique pharmacy in the country. You are unique, and at Village Green, we treat you this way. At Village Green, our passion is personalization and getting the root cause of health conditions. Guidance on foods, nutrients, and pharmaceuticals to empower you with personalized recommendations just for you. For over 50 years, customers have depended on advice from our expert team of pharmacists and clinical nutritionists. Visit Village Green in Bethesda or online at myvillagegreen.com. Welcome back, listeners, to today's final segment of the Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. We are brought to you by Village Green Apothecary. I'm Dana Lake, your host for the hour, and we've been having a wonderful discussion with Todd White, who's founder of Dry Farm Wines. We have learned so much about problems with the traditional wine industry, the lack of transparency, the use of additives, and not only the lack of transparency, but the lack of a label that tells you what additives are in that wine. And as Todd said, it's the only food that that is, per, that is permitted. So uh, we've learned a lot, and we are going to continue to talk about the uh, irrigation-free versus irrigation. So, Todd, let's finish with that and go forward on positive benefits of alcohol. So, you know, when we were talking about irrigation and we were talking about polyphenols in red wine versus white wine. So most often health professionals will recommend that you drink red wine over white wine because it's higher in these polyphenols. So I want to explain to your audience why, um, why they're higher in polyphenols and also why, how our wines are sugar-free. Those are the two things we'll wrap up. Now, irrigation contributes to higher sugar at the time of picking because we talked about you fill a wineberry with water, you have to make it riper or higher in sugar before picking, which leads to higher alcohol. So in how wine is made, red, and I want to talk about how, why you have higher polyphenols in red wine. So how wine is made is that juice is pressed, the juice goes into a tank, and then 
the yeast inoculates and it you start to make wine and wine is made because when the yeast eats the sugar and the byproduct of that is ethyl alcohol and carbon dioxide. But the difference between red wine and white wine, why they're different in polyphenols, is because of the contact with the skins and the seed in red wine. That's where it gets its extra polyphenols and also it gets its tannin, tannin structure. So when you squeeze the grape juice from a white wine grape and you squeeze juice from a red wine grape, they're both clear. The difference is with the red wine grape is it has contact with the skin. So when it ferments, it's fermenting on the skins. White wine ferments without skin contact. It's just free-run juice. So they're both clear. Red wine gets its color from contact from the skin and its tannin structure and other polyphenols also from contact with the seeds. So that's the reason that white wine has uh, about just over 200 polyphenols and red wine close to 900 polyphenols. The difference is the contact with the skin. Now, let's talk about a moment about how wines are sugar-free. Like, I live a sugar-free lifestyle, and I believe personally that sugar is the most addictive and toxic, over-abused drug on the planet, right? And so highly addictive. We are crazed addicted to sugar. I don't want to consume sugar, and that was the foundation of starting this wine company and doing lab testing on wines. Now, the only reason, the only way you know a wine is sugar-free is to lab test it. You can't taste wine, you can't taste sugar in wine, even as a professional, unless it's sweet. Now, obviously, you can taste sweet wines, but on lower amounts of sugar, you can't taste it because the acid level in wine hides the sugar. The only way you know if a wine is sugar-free is to lab test it. How do wines get sugar-free or how do wines get sugar in them? Sugar is not added to wines. Here's how wine gets, here's how sugar gets in wine. It's called residual sugar. So what happens is that the winemaker at the, at the end of fermentation, at the end of fermentation doesn't allow the fermenting process to complete. So the winemaker uses sulfur dioxide to kill the yeast prior to it completing fermentation, leaving residual wine behind in the sugar. Now, why do they do that? It's because, well, we're addicted to sugar, and also sugar adds body to wine. It adds mouthfeel to wine. It adds finish to wine. That long, caramelly finish, that's from glycerol and residual sugar, right? And, and Americans like this. I mean, people all over the globe love sugar. But Americans have a particular love affair with sugar. And so that's how sugar gets in wine is that rather than allowing the wine to fully ferment, and when I say fully ferment, that means that the yeast eats all of the available sugar. Once the yeast eats all of the available sugar, the yeast will die, right, because there's no food source for the yeast any longer. But what happens is while the yeast is busy eating that sugar, the commercial winemaker dumps sulfur dioxide into the tank, killing the yeast, before it completes fermentation, leaving this residual sugar behind. So that's how sugar gets in wine. That's how our wines are sugar-free. But let's, let's shift over to what's the beauty of wine, right? What's the beauty of, of low doses of alcohol? And as we talked about earlier, we only sell lower alcohol wines. We sell wines between 6% and 12.5% by volume, right? Typical commercial conventional wines now are topping around 15%, and they can go much higher, 16, 16 and a half, 17. Here's another collusion, just one final collusion between the, the wine industry and the U.S. government. 
We talked about the additives before, 76 additives approved by the FDA. We talked about the fact that there's no transparency or labeling on ingredients on a wine bottle, so you don't know about these additives. But there's another labeling collusion between the wine industry and the U.S. government. The alcohol stated on a bottle of wine, by law, is not required to be accurate. So when it says 14% on the bottle, it could be as high as 15.5% and still be legal. Even though there's no compliance or enforcement, no matter what it's stated at, but it can be as much as a percent and a half difference and still be, and still be legal. And the reason that they round down, there are two reasons why they round down. They don't want people to see these high alcohol amounts in wine. And also, more importantly, they pay excise tax. The higher the alcohol in the wine, the higher the taxes that they pay on the wine. So they're incented to round down to pay less taxes. Fascinating. Yeah, we could go on with this collusion between Washington and, and the wine industry. And the wine industry is not unique in this collusion. It's across all interests and special interest groups that get all kinds of favors from Washington for political contra- contributions. But that's probably a topic for another show. Let's move on to the beauty of wine. So, you know, in most of the blue zones, except for two, you know, three of the five blue zones, that, and blue zones are the, is, is a term that was created by Dan Butner, who did a series for National Geographic studying the the places in the world where people live the longest, where there's the highest concentration of centarians and super centarians. And the interesting tidbit here on centarians and super centarians, centarians are 100 years old, and super centarians are people who are 105 or older. So it turns out most of us, if you meet, reach centarian, you don't make it past 105. So super centarians are quite rare. So he studied these, he studied what he came to call the blue zones, Three of them, wine, natural wines, are a daily staple of the diet, right? And so, and we're not really sure why wine leads, is believed to lead to longevity entirely in these regions, although one of the key components, and perhaps the most key component of longevity in these regions, is a sense of community, right? A deep, a deep entwined community among the people thought to, to, to lead, lead to a longer, healthier, happier life. Well, wine is one of these magical things, natural wine and low alcohol. These are low alcohol wines. These are wines that are grown in the people's backyards. They're, these are in remote regions in the Mediterranean or where three of the blue zones are that I'm speaking of. And so, and the deep sense of community, when we gather around, I don't drink during the daytime. I don't recommend other people do too. When we gather around the dinner table, when we gather around with friends, right? And we consume wine in, in moderate doses, this opens up our emotional availability, right? So low doses of alcohol makes us more accessible. And so when we can see and be seen by others, right, in a more truthful way, and, and with transparency of emotion and love, when we can increase love in our life, right? I mean, wine elevates the spirit. It elevates creative expression. It elevates euphoria, right? And it, it, it also rolls down that window of vulnerability, just making us a little bit more emotionally available. 
And when we can see others in this way and see each other and celebrate this kind of expression and this euphoria and love together, anything that you can do that brings more love into your life, you should do more of. And wine is one of those things in the right dose that elevates that spirit of love. And so when you're around the dinner table and as you celebrate and as you have discussion and share stories, wine helps open up the environment. And so this is the reason that we think drinking natural wine and low alcohol in moderate doses has a very beneficial impact on how we socialize with other people, which we know has a very beneficial impact on our happiness and our joyfulness and our availability and our emotional availability and our vulnerability. Because how we get to really know people is to be vulnerable to them. Vulnerability creates trust and love. So that's, you know, this is, this is why wine is such a magical part of the spirit of the community. Does that make sense? Well, I think you've covered this so well. Um, we have a short period of time to wind up. What else do you want our listeners to know that we have not discussed? Well, I, you know, again, it's important if you're going to drink wine, and, you know, you and I talked about is, you know, wow, these are lower alcohol. What if you have challenges with alcohol? It's like, well, you know, if you have challenges with alcohol, the best favor you can do yourself is to drink less of it, right? Drink lower alcohol wine. Or as I do, and I was telling you about this in many cases, I will mix, you know, clean spring cold water with, with red wine. And, you know, the Greeks did this. The, Greek, the Greeks mixed wine and water to lower the alcohol content so that they could extend their celebrations, right? And so alcohol is a, you know, it's a dangerous drug that, that tips over to the other side. So what we want to do is stay in that state of euphoria without tipping over to, you know, to a cognitive disconnection. Well, right? that's, so, that's a good final statement for us, Todd. I want to thank you for sharing your information. It's been extremely helpful. And I want to thank you, listeners, for joining us here on The Essentials of Healthy Living on 1500 AM. I also think that as our lives move forward, I'm always reminded that every day is a new day, every minute a new minute, giving us many opportunities to make positive, health-enhancing choices. And please remember, folks, it's not the number of breaths you take. It's the moments that take your breath away. This is Dana Lake and Village Green wishing each and every one of you good health and a breathtaking day. Ah, the joy of commuting in Washington. Whether you work on the hill or outside the beltway, you know how stressful it is to get around. Stress can take a serious toll on your health and Village Green Apothecary can help. We offer over 10,000 healthy living products, including top quality nutritional supplements, herbal remedies, and more. Our nutritionists and pharmacists offer a personalized approach to help you with your health needs. Stop by Village Green Apothecary in Bethesda at 5415 West Cedar Lane or visit our website at myvillagegreen.com.